This first sentence coming out of my mouth is designed to hook your attention. And if you want to be successful in copywriting, marketing, selling, and content creation today, you must think about hooking attention just like this because there's more competition than ever before for your prospect's attention. And so you need, you need better hooks to even compete today, much less to win. For today's episode, let's talk about hooks. We're gonna cover the hated truth about your prospect's attention span, the two hooks that you need to set before you can even sell, direct versus indirect hooks, and when you might use each, the right way and wrong way to set hooks, and what your prospect is really looking for when they see your ad or content, which is crucial to setting that hook. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you want more content like this. I'm Roy Fur. this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Let's dive in. These are the proven direct response marketing, copywriting, and entrepreneurship success strategies you can use today to write your own ticket and create the life you want. I am Roy Fur, and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Now, here's today's breakthrough. Today's episode, as usual, is sponsored by me. Check the link in the description to High Velocity Copywriting. It's my flagship copywriting training program all about you becoming a better, more persuasive copywriter by sharing with you the thinking behind great copywriting. And it's, if you look, it just has a whole ton of five-star reviews, a whole pile of five-star reviews. You can check out and see what other people have said as they've gone through the program. It's completely mind-bending, eye-opening, and it will help you become a better copywriter. Now, let's dive into hooks. You're gonna hate me for this truth. For all the time and energy we can put into our selling message as copywriters, as marketers, as somebody who just wants to get our message out into the world, most viewers and readers will engage with their finger hovered over the back button, the skip button, or you know their thumb ready to scroll. Facebook calls it uh, stopping the scroll. When you actually grab somebody's attention, you know, Facebook or I'm sorry, YouTube, you can click that skip ad right away. And the reality is people skip content too, even if they show up for that content. You only have, you only have three to five seconds to actually hook their initial attention. Facebook measures it as three seconds, that counts as a view. Uh, YouTube ads has the, has the skip button pop up after five seconds, and you only have about 30 seconds to earn their full attention. And regardless of the medium, the channel you're using, whatever, Whatever ad network or ad platform you might be using, or if you're redirecting people to your website to a dedicated page, everything else about your message is wasted if you don't nail this, that first three seconds, that first five seconds, that first 30 seconds. Um, I was just looking at my YouTube stats and like one fifth of the viewers drop off within five seconds. Now that's completely to be expected. You know, some videos it's a little more or less or a little bit faster or slower but one fifth of viewers just bug out within five seconds. That's crazy. Two fifths actually exit within 30 seconds. And then after that, once I've engaged someone for 30 seconds, there typically is only a slow attrition after 30 seconds. And most who stay beyond 30 seconds stay for five or more minutes for the remainder of the video. And you know, I was I was reviewing a video sales letter recently, and man, that's the same thing, but it's even worse. There's this, there's, you know, you're trying to maintain somebody's attention for 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes, maybe 45 or 60 minutes, and you really, man, you have to 
grab their attention and hold their attention. So this VSL that I was reviewing, the intro had this long soliloquy about wealthy people these days and whatever. And one of my biggest pieces of feedback for this client was, no, you have to go for the jugular. You have to come out of the gate swinging. You have to grab their attention and make it about the ultimate promise that you are going to make to that prospect as they go through your selling message and as they buy your product or service. So uh, what are the two hooks that you must make before you can sell? The two hooks you must set. The two hooks are attention and interest. And actually this is, it's built into my high velocity copywriting program. Uh, you have to get, you have five seconds. You have five seconds or less to capture your prospect's attention. So what you're trying to get is like something about this, this message, this video, this text, this landing page, whatever it is, something about this has my attention. And that can be audio, visual, or it can just be like something that the words are interesting or compelling. And frankly, like when you're just trying to hook attention, when you're trying to get that initial five second attention, even just a flat out gimmick could capture attention. So if I showed up in like a clown wig, that could capture your attention. That doesn't mean that's good attention, but it can capture the attention and win this five second battle to get somebody to just pay a little bit more attention to the selling message. Now, if you study viral content, a lot of viral content is based almost exclusively on attention hooks, just getting that initial attention. And, you know, when you look at like YouTube shorts and like short YouTube shorts and TikTok and all of that, that's just all about give me attention, give me attention, give me attention. That does not necessarily make it a great model for selling because, because selling requires more than just attention. So we get into that second hook that you have to set. You have 30 seconds to establish interest. This is what makes your message sticky. This is what gives you permission to talk about everything else that you're gonna talk about afterwards. And, and this, this can't just be gimmicks to get their attention. It has to be relevant to them or to their life. Or, you know, if it is pure content, it could be entertaining or engaging or engrossing. Like there's lots of different ways that you can like capture the interest of somebody. Like people are interested and will look at a car crash. That doesn't mean that somebody's actually going to buy because they see a car crash, right? Um, but, but, you know, to be fair, if you just want to maintain attention and interest through time and not move on to the other steps of selling, like desire for a product or service and the action taken to get it, then you can just be entertaining and engaging and engrossing here and you can tell a good story or whatever. But if you're selling, number one, you definitely cannot use a gimmick to sustain attention and build their interest. You need to be able to set up a smooth transition into the selling message with something that's relevant to their life, which is what this whole interest message is about. So just quickly, for example, in YouTube ads, that skip button comes up at six seconds. So what you need to do is you need to grab attention out of the gate within five seconds, right? We're talking about attention and interest here, really. Um, so it's usually best to make sure that the prospect knows, hey, this is for you. And in that case, like my ABC headline formula, where you, you make sure that in the first five seconds, the audience is clear and they know it's for them. There's some established benefit to whatever you're going to tell them next. And there's a, a sense of curiosity for whatever is going to come next. You're, you're promising something that they have to stay engaged with the message in order to, to benefit from it, to get that benefit. So audience benefit, curiosity. And 
really like, even though I'm saying, hey, this is an example for YouTube ads, it's the same as a headline on the page or anything else to get their attention. That first five seconds, audience benefit, curiosity, you really just need to, to grab their attention out of the gate. Now, YouTube actually charges for video views at 30 seconds or on the click. So that what YouTube figures is that you have their interest if they watched it for 30 seconds or they clicked, right? Um, and, and so this is the time after which YouTube believes, hey, you know, you did a good job of capturing their interest. And so if you want to take it from that, oh, attention enough that they don't skip the ad, you need to use a relevant promise or a benefit that holds their attention for that 30 seconds. And then ultimately with the YouTube ad, you're just trying to get them to click to engage with the selling message that builds up desire and gets them to take whatever future action you want them to take, right? Um, but, but again, like that YouTube ad is a great way of thinking about this. The first five seconds, you're trying to avoid the skip by just getting their attention. And the first 30 seconds, you're trying to build their interest in whatever message you have so that they're going to click through. So let's talk about direct and indirect hooks in the context of this. Like when, when might you use each? Well, first off, let's define direct versus indirect in, in copywriting. Direct copywriting typically is way more focused on the offer, the outcome that is, is looking to be achieved. Sometimes it's just like, here's the sale, right? Um, and sometimes it's, it's not quite that direct, like, you know, buy this roll of paper towel for $1.50. <laughs> um, but it's, it tends to be much more focused on the offer, the product, the service. Indirect is about something else that will be related. It'll be brought back around to be about the offer later. And what I want to say is in the context of hooks, even though you can often get attention out of the gate with, with indirect, when in doubt, go direct. When in doubt, go direct, or at least like something directly tied to the offer. So an example of that would be story selling. Like, like here's a story about the result that's promised by the offer. Right? And that, that tends to be about as indirect as you want to go, just as your like default starting position, right? Um, because 80% of the time, direct is going to work better. So you want to test direct hooks. Use that as a control. You know, speak to the audience about a benefit that they're desiring and, and do something to stimulate their curiosity. Grab their attention in that way and then build on that a little bit to get their interest and then put forward whatever selling message you need to do to stimulate desire and get them to take action. So test direct hooks first, use that as your control, which is the ad against which you're gonna test other things to see if they work better. And then you can start testing indirect hooks against the control because again, 80% of the time direct hooks are gonna work better, but that other 20% of the time, sometimes you find something that's a total blockbuster. Now, indirect hooks do tend to work better in the context of a unaware audience or a hyper-aware audience. So an unaware audience is where there's just like a vague sense of a problem they wanna have solved. And pretty much every market has some segment of the, the, the audience that is unaware. And if you're going into mass media, there can be some benefits to doing some unaware. Um, uh, targeting, right? And, and like capturing that attention early and bringing them into your sales message before they start to connect with your competitors, et cetera, right? So there's that unaware where you can go a little more indirect, um, just speaking about the, maybe the symptoms of the problem or things like that. There's also hyper-aware markets. And so things like financial, like especially is, is very big on, on 
indirect because the market is so hyper aware. They've seen every promise underneath the sun and frankly they've been let down by most of them and um, so they are less likely to engage with a direct selling message. Now I'm still like in those markets, I would probably still default to testing something that's pretty direct out of the gate and then you can test indirect against it. Um, but I will say also indirect uh, hooks will benefit you if the audience is mass market. So if pretty much everyone is a, is a potential buyer of your product or service and you're able to use an attention getting hook, especially the early attention getting hooks that maybe doesn't feel super related to your product or service, but it gets a ton of attention and your goal is to get as much attention as possible at the very, very, very tip top of your funnel, well then maybe some kind of indirect hook that's like, you know, here's a rubber ducky squeak squeak, maybe you can find a way to make that work, right? But then you still need a process to filter down with your messaging to your prospects and your buyers, and honestly, you probably need to be a really great copywriter to take someone through that entire awareness spectrum from unaware to um, problem aware to solution aware to, to deal ready. Um, and that's something that is outside of the scope of this video. Um, but let's talk about the right way and the wrong way to set hooks and let's start with the wrong way. So the wrong way is gonna come up a lot if you're just trying to hook attention in whatever way possible. If you're trying to use indirect hooks just for the sake of getting attention. If you saw some video on TikTok that was like had 10 million views and you're like, hmm, I'm gonna try and copy this video and make it related to my marketing that has nothing to do with it. When your attention hook is disconnected from your interest hook, that's the wrong way. That's the wrong way to set the hook, to, to get attention for your selling message. Really what happens there is you're being too clever for your own good. You're getting attention at the expense of credibility. And so if it's disconnected, like, hey, I got your attention because I'm wearing a clown wig. Now let's talk about marketing. And honestly, like I did this uh, at least once. Uh, I had a doctor marketing character that was like a mad scientist of marketing. And, you know, it, it kind of fell flat. Um, I, I got attention maybe at the expense of credibility. Uh, you risk kind of the you risk the feeling similar to bait and switch. Right. And it just doesn't, it doesn't work as well as if you just focus on, well, the right way to set hooks, which is where your attention hook has a clear connection to your interest hook. So, you know, for example, if you're using that direct, like, hey, if you are a copywriter who is interested in getting the attention of your prospects so that they will pay attention to your message and buy, then let me tell you how to do that, right? The attention has a clear connection to the interest and eventually to the desire and the action. It's all hyper relevant to the prospect. Um, you, you're, you're speaking to the conversation currently going on in their head. And yeah, you can be creative with this. You can, you can be flexible, you can be creative, you, can, uh, you don't have to be like completely hemmed in, but it must be linked to the prospect it must be linked, um, the, the attention and interest hooks must be linked and they must feel natural for the prospect to just go through. And, and then either way, you really wanna keep up the pace and like even uh, an hour long webinar or VSL or whatever, like the long content, it can work and it can work really well, but it still has to be tight to be as effective as it can be because once that hook is set, 
and this is like using the fishing metaphor, you can't let them wiggle free. You can't let them wiggle free from the hook once it's set because your prospect will naturally have moments where they want to wiggle free. And if your message is really tight, if you, if you keep it tight, you can keep pulling them through. Otherwise, you know, even if you get the first 30 seconds, you may not get all the way up to the offer. Now, here's what your prospect is really looking for when they see your ad or content. And this is the last little section of this video on hooks, this episode on hooks. What your prospect is really looking for, well, here's the truth. We're all inherently self-centered. We are stuck in our own heads. We are the center of our own universe, our own experience, right? Our world, the whole world may not revolve around me, but my world <laughs> revolves around me. And you're the same and your prospect is the same. And your prospect wants to see when they show up to your business that your business, your messaging is essentially revolving around them. They want to see, oh, this is for me. This, this is built for me. It's about me. It's created for my needs. And so like when you, when you, uh, when you create demand responsive marketing, such as, you know, somebody types in a specific phrase in Google, how to become a copywriter, and they land on your how to become a copywriter messaging. And that like, boom, like this is for me. It's about me. It's created for my needs. That's the kind of recognition that your prospect wants to have when they engage with your business. Like when somebody's searching Google, they're looking for, this is created for my needs, right? And they're always asking, what's in it for me? W-I-I-F-M, what's in it for me? With them. And the more you make it about them, even if it's not directly about, like from the hook till, till the end, even if it's not directly about them, for example, like, your hook could be about someone like them or it could be about a shared human experience or it's just about something that interests them or whatever, but it still feels like it's about them, the more likely it is that they're going to stick around and eventually buy. And especially if you're gonna to pay to advertise, for example, on YouTube, again, just go direct. The more you focus on their needs, the more you focus on what they want, the better you'll do. And if you want to be able to craft complete selling messages, starting from the hook all the way down, that actually create conversions that generate sales for yourself or for your clients, my high velocity copywriting program is the more resource that you more resources that you want to check out. That link is in the description. High velocity copywriting. Hey, and it's part of the BTMS Insiders Training Library where you pay one low monthly fee and you get instant streaming access to everything. So you can binge it, you can watch it as much as you want. As long as you're a member, you have full access to that. And membership is way less per month than I would charge for you to uh, buy that course outright. So I'm Roy Fur. this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Check the link in the description. And uh, hey, I'll catch you again in the next episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you can get more content like this delivered to you. I'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.